of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. And it is finally winter, you guys. Well, Yay. No, winter is coming. It's fall. God <laughs> yeah, damn it. That's true. It's gonna be May, right, guys? Remember those? <laughs> yeah. I don't. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Just kidding. No. I know memes. I yes. know how to explain them very well. Jeff, you're our resident meme lord. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, Meme Lord is always used as a negative, but... Wait, is it? (laughs) Hold on. Hey, did you just insult me? No, well, I mean, yes, Uh... but unrelated to that, I feel like there's nothing inherently bad about memes, right? But when you say someone's a Meme Lord, it's always an insult, isn't it? (laughs) I've never heard it. Just pathless. It's like, hey, 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 kids, there's nothing inherently bad about memes, but don't you feel bad when you (laughs) share them? Maybe. You know what's Listen, better guys, than we memes? All, we all like thumping, and we all like the Bible, so what's so wrong with being a Bible thumper? <laughs> yeah, if you get knocked down, the good book says you should get up again. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, oh, oh That was That's kind of a reach, right but thing. I'm glad that I made it, because I was yeah. typing suggested songs into my notes, and I needed one to start us off. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, anyway, what did you do online this week, Louisa? I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything online. Uh-huh. Did you turn your phone on airplane mode and throw your computer into the sea and live in a cave? Like, come on. I mean, Everything you... you do is online. Yeah, but it's the same things. I would only be talking about the same things again. Did you yeah, check again. the weather a thousand times to see when it was going to finally get cold? I absolutely did. And then Thursday night, I laid out all my clothes for Friday because I knew <laughs> it was finally going to be below 70 uh, degrees. This is like our debutante ball, you <laughs> yeah. guys. Did oh, you um, Did you try out the Nintendo online service to play some NES games? No. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was I did too, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it either. I was just trying yeah. to prompt you because I figured maybe you did that. Oh, you downloaded nope. a new game though, didn't you? Did I? It might Wait, have been two I weeks had, ago. I had Louisa on a good thing <laughs> with talking about weather yeah. stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, yeah, let's lately, do that. It's been warm and raining every single day, so there's just a pervasive sort of smell of mildew around and you can't yeah, tell where it's coming from. Gross. But yep. This weekend, uh, the heat kicked on, and that really blasted that mildew smell. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, it's not. What? <laughs> Why is that good? Because it's drying it out. What are you saying? Oh, I thought you meant blasted it into your nose. No, like... no, it <laughs> destroyed it with good heat oh, particles. Okay. <laughs> Those vicious oh. heat particles that we all need to survive? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when we watched that for video in Health about how you should eat hot lava. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, that was just you playing Pac-Man. <laughs> Wait, do you think that those pellets are hot lava? Uh-oh. What? Yeah, he definitely ate lava. That's what those white dots were. <laughs> uh, Wait, okay. Were white Hold hot, on, Jeff. Something? White is the hottest color. That's Please true. tell me That's your true. theory of what's going on in Pac-Man based on this map. 
Okay, cool, because I didn't have one before I started this <laughs> sentence, but I'm going to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Clearly, the soul of improv. Yep, yep. <laughs> Clearly, Pac-Man represents a forming planet uh, in the orbit of a star, and the all the little uh, white-hot asteroids he needs to consume in order to gain enough mass to have an envelope of atmosphere and gravity around himself so that he can survive in the cold and heartless universe. Mm-hmm. This now you told us thematically what you think it's about, but um, yes, can you give us a, a literal rundown of the plot and how Ms. Pac-Man fits into it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that that is the plot. Like the game starts with ba- with uh, Pac-Man being ejected from the uh, the uh, penumbra of the star, and he is flung into the maze of gravity wells that is a solar system. And he has to consume all the asteroids in order to gain mass. Welcome back to this week's episode of Penumbra of the Stars. <laughs> yeah. Ghosts? Are these his personal ghosts? Is this metaphorical uh, now? I feel like the ghosts may have something to do with string theory. I think this is sort of like the end of 2001, where it all seems like metaphor, but he was being extremely literal. If you read the novel Pac-Man is based on, you'll discover this. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that makes Pretzels sense. Pretzels and oh, cherries man. are the only food? A novelization of Pac-Man would be amazing, actually. <laughs> there was, like, a f- animated series! Yeah, you remember Several. when Several! You remember when they made a video game where he had like Ms. Pac-Man and a baby, and it was like a like a Sonic ripoff, I guess. But he was like, yes. "I remember that cartoon." Yeah, You're talking that... about Pac-Land, and I'm that has to have predated Sonic. It was on the NES. He lived in a little house, and he worked in no. an office, like like Fred Flintstone did, I guess. Like that sort of uh, idea yeah. of suburban American life. It, that was a yeah. level in the last Smash Brothers Pac-Land. That's good it I don't was know. I don't it's know one of I those scrolling levels it's not great it's not as good as the um pack maze level which was only on the 3ds one which is just like yeah. the standard pac-man level but you know yeah. i enjoyed it yep so fall clothes louisa <laughs> yeah they're pretty great i have some new sweaters that i can wear everything's nice yeah i yes. what i wore uh on friday at work, I was doing something out of the office, and uh, therefore dressed warm. And so it was an orange button-up, a purple tie, and a gray uh, button-up cardigan over it. Wow. So you were just cosplay. You were, uh, what's that thing that you do when you go to Disney World? Where Disney you, bounding? Yeah, you were Disney bounding as Wario. Oh, you pulled that <laughs> way too fast, Louisa. <laughs> Louisa loves Disney bounding. I do. It's her favorite <laughs> thing. I love the idea of it, because uh, it's fun to, like, put together an outfit based on something that no one else is going to recognize, but you're like, I'm a secretly, yeah, like Wario or something. It sounds think- horny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> certainly. Everything Disney is low-key horny, but do you including think Loki. Disney, Disney, oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. Do you guys think that people Disney bound all the time in like normal life, and we just don't notice it? Yes. Yes. Do you, have you guys ever done it? Yes. No. <laughs> I think well, I should try it. Yeah, do it. I I've done. Coward. When I go to a convention, most of my costumes are Disney bounding, but for a fighting game character that whose costume is too complicated. No, that's for me just to wear cosplaying. No, no, because it's not fully the cosplay. It's an outfit outfit inspired by the other person's outfit because I'm lazy. Hmm. Hmm. 
I guess so. I actually think that would be cool if all cosplaying went in that direction, because anytime you go to a convention, cosplayers are either impressively great or depressingly almost great. And I would like them to just, like, be... If you're not going to bother to do it great, then just don't do that much, you know? How do you know, though, when you're putting together an outfit? How how do you find that point where you're like, oh, this is going to be almost great instead of great, and I should just cut and run now? This is is the saddest part of this theory, is that you would have to make the costume and put it on, (laughs) and then look in the the mirror and say to yourself, this is not great. (laughs) I I need to downgrade this to a a Disney bounding. Yeah. I, um, so I follow, I guess like, friend-of-a-friend cosplayer, because I know a bunch of people who are cosplay people, um, and they do a lot of, like, I'm going to cosplay as Animal Crossing. And so Mm -hmm. they made a dress that had, like, the pattern of the grass and money bags at the bottom, and then the, um, corset part, bustier, I don't know what it's called, uh, (laughs) was, like, the the sort of wood paneling on the houses and then the top uh of that was the sky and the clouds and it's like very detailed but they're not dressing as a character and that is a popular thing lately yeah i've seen that with like the tardis a lot too and things yeah. like that yeah, here's a thing I don't mind that. here's a thing louisa i saw that you were tweeting about this um hmm. so i watched the the that new Netflix series, The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, which I talked about last week, so that's not going to be my thing from the internet this week. But uh, I watched that, and I saw you were watching it too. Did you get to the one where she shows you how to make a dress? No, that's the next one I have to watch. So, I don't want to spoil anything for you. It's, it's a fine. pretty good show. It's Is a it? fine show. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's like... It's exactly what I predicted it was, which is like Pee Wee's Playhouse, but for goth adults. I wish I didn't hate those puppets so much. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear them talk or and anything. It's a real shame. Like, Christine McConnell is amazingly good at crafts, so I understand why she can't be good at everything, but it's a shame that she's very bad at acting. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I don't even know what's going on with the plot sometimes because her line delivery is so terrible that I can't tell what she's it's supposed stunning. to be conveying. <laughs> And there's some episodes where her boyfriend comes over who's a serial killer, and, like, he is an actor, and so watching them interact is like watching some kind of weird, like, surrealist play. (laughs) What is this show that you're talking about? I don't remember. We talked about it last week, but it's a new Netflix series by Jim Henson Productions, um, and it's a a woman who, I guess, is, like, sort of a Martha Stewart-esque all-around crafter, um, but she makes like extremely goth and monster things. So the first episode, she teaches you how to make pretzel bones that look exactly like real, actual human bones. I guess I missed when we were talking about it last week, that there's some (laughs) aspect of it being weird and fictionalized. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Very much. Otherwise Jim Henson's creature shop would have very little to do. (laughs) But like, it could be like the segments on Sesame Street where the puppets meet a celebrity and the celebrity isn't playing a character. Yeah, she's not real. I mean, I guess she has magic powers, so she is playing a character, <laughs> but she's okay. not a good enough performer to not just be herself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
My point was, <laughs> she teaches you to make a dress in one episode, and she goes through about how, oh, like, here's how you make darts and stuff. And, like, it's very informative if you don't know anything about sewing. But she basically just shows you how to sew all of the panels of the skirt of the dress together. And then it cuts away, and then she's wearing the full dress, but she never tells you how to make the bodice, which is the hardest part of the dress. Yeah, no, you buy just buy that. Margin. I, you get it on Amazon. I said this on Twitter, <laughs> but I think really it's just a show about decorating, like the stuff that's fun to watch, because yeah. even for the baking, she's like, so you want to make a bunch of cakes and frosting, and then here's how you're going to put them together. <laughs> It's yeah. like, well, I mean, the hard part's doing the first stuff, really. The, well, yeah, uh, but, not the hard part. But it's definitely more of a Martha Stewarty type thing than a like yeah. a sh- a cooking show type thing, right? So, like, I think that that is on brand. Yeah, I just... but that's the problem. Like, it's not teaching you how to do the things, which is fine. But it's not really showing you anything. It's showing you you like a little bit of a million things. So it's a bit weird in that way. I guess, but it's like, it's like how, you know how in recent seasons of Great British Bake Off, they lost their fucking minds and every challenge is like, make a three-dimensional sculpture of a famous building instead of like, bake a loaf of bread? Yes. (laughs) It's like that, but watching somebody who's incredibly good at it do it very well, and I like that. I'm a little bit irritated that she, she'll she show you something that's done beautifully, and she's like, so you're going to want to do this this way. And then she does an example of it, but the example she does isn't as good as the one that's already done, which I know she did, but like, it's not really yeah. showing you how to do it, because the one she's making right now for you is looking all fucked up. So how do you make it look good? Nobody yeah. knows. Nah, no one knows, but that's fine. <laughs> it's just very cool to watch, like something very good be made by someone who knows what they're doing i guess yeah anyway uh jeff what'd you do online this week okay good Uh, i'm freed from the prison of having to (laughs) pretend that i know about a tv show actually i just didn't say anything for a little bit (laughs) that's true um i started well I don't want to call it a new podcast because it's been a Stitcher exclusive, like Stitcher Premium exclusive for at least a year now called Ooh, Freedom. Must be nice. Very uh, fancy. <laughs> I did not get Stitcher Premium. Instead, what happened is they've started releasing the episodes weekly from the beginning uh, for free, and it's just like a year or whatever behind the paywall oh, show. It's it's like that uh, that timed exclusive thing that video games do. Yes, um, except because it's still a pop- dabbing in all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's very weird for them. Uh, like the I re-listened to the first episode and then listened to episodes two and three, and they talk about uh, the president having just been sworn in, and like, no. oh no, <laughs> you guys, you sad uh, bastards. <laughs> but you you both would probably like this show because it's Paul F. Tompkins and uh, his friends Scott Ackerman and Lauren Lap. And none of none of them are doing weird characters. The point of the show is that they're just having a conversation instead of pretending to be a Christmas elf or a cake boss or anything. Yeah, this is three. What is it called? Three... Freedom with a th instead of an f. Freedom. Right. Freedom. Yes, it's good. It was uh, some, something stupid like that. I I like it quite a bit. Um, I was laughing out loud while listening to it yesterday, which is not something that happens very often from podcasts, I think. Here's a confession I'd like to make. I think Scott Ackerman is very weird and bad. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't particularly like Comedy yeah. Bang Bang very much, but um, I do like that he has a vibrant persona and is pretty much always like down to down to clown around. Um, he there's something soulless about him that reminds me a little bit of uh, what's that creep that everyone hates now, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> there could have been so many answers for that. <laughs> What's that creep everyone hates now? My brain, like, fill it was like a flow override error. Too, uh, too many names came into my brain. It was like the zoom ins on Sherlock when he is looking at his mind palace. <laughs> yeah. But it was a mind palace for bad sex men. You just looked up from your computer screen and your wall was covered with, like, imaginary <laughs> names of people scrolling upwards forever because it's impossible to keep up with them. Oh, Jesus. Yes, he does seem, um, everything, like, he's never sincere. He yes. plays a weird comedy version of himself on Comedy Bang Bang, but he's tolerable on this show because, mm. uh, he is not playing a weird comedy version of himself. Hmm, maybe I'll try it. I have yeah, seen Paul F. Tompkins tweeting about this show for a year, uh, and one of the main reasons why I have not looked further into it is because I just cannot stand Scott Ackerman. But maybe when it's revealed that he has a soul and he yeah. just hides it for television purposes, then he maybe has, I'll like him. He has, like, cool friends and a cool wife, so there must be something likable about him, right? Yeah, yeah. his, like, Kulop Vilaisak is a funny and talented person, so he can't be, like, he can't be too terrible of a guy. He must have, just, like, feelings. I just recently watched the episode of, uh, of Parks and Recreation where Kulop Vilaisak is, is prominently featured, and she is so funny on that show. I forgot <laughs> how great she is. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that sounds good. So what is the format? Like, it is just the, the thing is all, all three of their normal podcasts have a very strict format. So the format of this is there isn't one. They just have a conversation for an hour. That's good. But is there a prompt? Is there like a, like theme to that conversation? Like, what is the... Not really, no. Uh... Occasionally, yeah. in the second half, someone will introduce a segment that they very clearly have made up on the spot. Uh-oh. <laughs> this sounds like the the early bad days of Stop Podcasting Yourself. <laughs> they still don't mm, have in the early good days. <laughs> no, I know, but the, they figured out a way to... I mean, the prompt is learning about their guest. Well, That's true. here's the thing. I used to listen to the Pod F. Tomcast, and I like that yes. very much. And the opening of that, the first, like, 20 minutes was always just Paul, by himself, talking to you, the audience. And that was so enjoyable. I can't That's imagine true. a conversation with him is going to be bad. I'm sure his part will be great, is all I'm saying. <laughs> he's the main reason I'm listening to it, and yes. I have found it enjoyable. He's good at talking to anybody. He could yes. do a Spontaneation interview with, like, Adolf Hitler, and I'd be like, ooh, fun episode. I mean, that was proven out by his time hosting uh, Dead Authors podcast, because <laughs> so often the person he was interviewing was insufferable, but yeah. still it was somehow pleasurable to hear him dealing with it. I'll even occasionally, like, I think the only episodes of Comedy Bang Bang that I'll download are the yearly recaps where he's out of character. Mm. 
I didn't even know he was involved with that, but sure. Yes, he is very frequently on it. That's where he originated his uh, character based on a real person, Cake Boss. Yes. I I guess I did know that. (laughs) Yes, he does Werner Herzog on there a lot, too. Louisa, do you think that our dislike of Scott Ackerman is somehow based on that sketch from Mr. Show where he had the world's largest taint. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's deep in your mind that he has this huge taint and it's tainted your perception of him. It's weird because I don't have anything against huge taints, but like, I guess that might be why I find him off-putting. I don't know. I feel like I didn't know he was was on Mr. Show. That show was established uh, comedians of the time, you know, a few years older than myself. And then he was there, and he was just this young kid in, like, the last season. So I still yeah. always think of him as, like, Ugh, you're just, like, a hanger-on <laughs> to funny people. Yeah, although Paul F. Tompkins kind of joined in the second season, right? He wasn't in the first... I believe he yeah. was in the first season. Oh, well, anyway, he also kind of joined in as the and was, like, less in the show at the beginning and became more prominent. Also, that guy whose name I can never remember, but who plays Sam Adams in beer commercials now. Uh, uh, he plays. Uh, maybe. <laughs> That's the problem. You wouldn't know, right? Yeah, I, I really wouldn't. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm breaking my own rules. Oh, you're the worst. It's, it's uh, really no, weird. Not... Wait, what? Chris Ennis is not a famous person, according to. Google. Unless I'm spelling his name wrong. It was something Ennis. Okay, when I look up Chris Ennis, it says, do you want to look at the LinkedIn profiles of the top 25 Chris Ennises? John Ennis. Oh, fuck! Why did I say Chris? It's John? John? Yep. Uh, They're both um, Bible names. Oh, yes. (laughs) Don't challenge me on this. (laughs) John Ennis is the right one. Well, Chris is short for Christianity. Yeah. Which is in the Bible, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, I just anyway. misspelled Sam Adams as Sad Adams, and then <laughs> Sam Adams. Um, anyway, yes, I was thinking of John Ennis. John Ennis, who was in from the beginning, but got a much bigger role as the show went on, and the show was the better for it, because he is hilarious. Yeah. So our new format is recapping Mr. Show episodes? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess so. Mm, yep. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Well, that sounds like a pretty good show. It does. I might what actually it... check that out. I thought that they had one of their elaborate frameworks of like, oh, we're pretending to run a car dealership or something that I don't really want to hear about. No, they they thankfully, blessedly do not. <laughs> and that is why it is called Freedom, because there's three of them and they're free. Right. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time studying improv and I realized late in my life that improv is terrible and no one likes listening to it or watching it ever it's the worst thing to see we're not gonna get picked up by earwolf are we (laughs) probably not um i just don't understand like improv is the least compelling thing to watch and somehow people continue to go to improv shows although i suspect it might just be other improv comedians yeah because every Everyone I know who does improv spends all of their time either tweeting, ask, begging people to come to their improv shows, or tweeting about how they hate going to other people's improv shows. <laughs> it, here's the thing. It's improv comedians and their girlfriends who don't like improv. <laughs> yes. 
I feel uh, like uh, the thing probably is that really good improv is very impressive to people who are in comedy because they know how hard that is. So, like, comedians are perpetuating this idea that, like, oh, this is actually very good. I don't, I think it's the opposite, actually, because I studied improv for a very long time and learned that it's terrible. I feel like, like, two people who don't ever, who've never done it, it looks very impressive. But once you understand, like, the rules and how every sketch is basically the same joke strung together. Like you're watching it and you're just like, yeah. And then you're going to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to yep. work in my Nixon impression every single yep. time. <laughs> yep. Oh, this guy was, Oh, this guy's going to pretend to be gay again. Yep. That happened for sure. Well, he's still not a crook. Cool. <laughs> uh, gay Nixon would be a great improv character. actually. <laughs> Yeah, uh, gay, ha- uh, hated historical figure is a very popular comedy character in general. <laughs> oh, man. What did you do online this week, Matt? I've been trying to ask you for minutes. Um, so I, uh, I'm trying to decide between two, so I'm gonna give you guys the option. Alright. Which one's more Halloween-themed? Is there one? Mm, there is one that's slightly more Halloween-themed, okay. but I also think it might be more boring, so we'll see. <laughs> mm. That's okay. for us to decide and you to tell us. <laughs> so one is I started replaying, well, not replaying. I tried again to play the Witcher video game series mm-hmm. or um, I watched the uh, very funny Brian David Gilbert uh, video connecting all of the Legend of Zelda mythos together. In a timeline? Have you guys watched this video? No. Are you saying that one is more Halloween-themed because it has witch in the title? Well, the witcher is a mutant who hunts monsters! That's very... Yeah. I, I, right. right. I do know enough about it to know that's pretty Halloween. It's true. He has white hair and yellow eyes and a big sword. He's pretty Halloween, and, and you're right. And he fucks, like, every person in the world. That's <laughs> not very also, Halloween-y. He's infringing Isn't on it? our IP of uh, Captain Transylvania. It's true. Have we talked about whether or not Halloween is the horniest holiday before? It absolutely is. I think we have talked about it, and I think that I I have remained unchanged yeah. in my belief that it's definitely the horniest holiday. I had a conversation no with a friend contest. who tried to say, like, the idea of Easter would be hornier, but I think that Ugh. even though that is, like, a springtime type of thing, the idea of it, Halloween's more like an end-of-the-world kind of horniness. Like, you're not trying to reproduce. You're trying to, like, enjoy anything before the world ends. Here's here's the thing, and I don't want to get too blue here, but I'm going to. Um, I feel like it's three different kinds of, like, sexy... Yeah. Where, like, Valentine's Day is, like, romantic, like, making love. Oh, I forgot about Valentine's Day. It's, like, it's like the fourth horniest holiday, somehow. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day is the, like, is the making love thing. Easter what? is the, like, you're going to be having a baby, like... It's like Wicker for, Man horny, it's no. It's, like, for procreation horny. Yeah. But uh-uh. Halloween is, like, I just, like, I want to fuck... Because I am so sad and angry all the time, kind of horny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The world is going to end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Halloween is goth horny. I don't think yes. Easter is procreation horny. I think I mean, that it's like... that's the whole idea of it. That's the idea behind that and every other world religion in the spring. I think it's witch ritual horny. It has been crushed under the weight of looking at bloody Jesus, though. And that is <laughs> yeah, the least fair. horny thing. That's true. Although his abs yeah, are very somebody good. finds that to be horny. <laughs> yeah, I guess all that eggs and rabbits imagery is pretty procreation-themed. Yes. Yes. 
It's literally a fertility ritual. Uh, I think that Christmas is somewhat horny. What? Yes, agreed. Is this because of the song Santa Baby? Because I swear to Christ, you guys, I will quit this podcast. There are two kinds of Christmas song. song. One is, I'm sad that I can't be boning down on Christmas. And the other is, (laughs) oh yeah, I get to bone down on Christmas. Hold on, hold on. When you say boning down on Christmas, you mean on the day During of Christmas? the Christmas not, season. Not, I wish I was boning an anthropomorphic <laughs> representation of Christmas. Yeah, so not, I wish I was boning my favorite stripper whose no. name is Christmas. Or, I really want to fuck Santa Claus, which is kind of what <laughs> yeah. Santa Baby is about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like that. Actually, not even, because if it was just about how you want to fuck Santa Claus, I could get into it. But it's about how much you want to, like, use Santa Claus's wanting to fuck you to get money out of him. It's the Wait, hold on. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. You have just went from, like, I was okay letting you slide as a Santa lactation fetishist. But now, (laughs) your insistence is no. Santa's, not only does he lactate for your sexual pleasure, but he's a pay pig. Listen, listen. He First of all, is. Jeff. Yes, he definitely is. Oh that's, no! Un- that's that's undebatable. As it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh no, wait, that's just objectively true." Yeah, it's he is the he is the quintessential paper. <laughs> yes, but also it only counts as a fetish if you can't get aroused without it. I'm I, I'm just saying that it is arousing to think about Santa lactating. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm agree either, but it's very funny that it's now a, a, like a trait of my character on this show, so I'm willing to lean into it. I really feel like so many people have been like, hey, isn't this gross that people, this thing people like sexually, and then that becomes their thing that they have to yeah. talk about all the time? I Yes, I'm very proud that mine is so esoteric, though. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, Griffin McElroy and Vore has nothing on you, because if this podcast became big, it would be lactating paping Santa Claus, (laughs) and people would be sending you memes of that. It's true. Oh man, you guys, our Twitter feed comes Christmas time is going to be a nightmare, I just realized. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people saying what you just said, comes Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's true. So wait, Matt, Although, you say, because of this lactating Santa, you, you, this is how you got into this tangent, say. that you don't believe Christmas is a horny season? Uh, that has nothing to do with lactating Santa. Lactating Santa is <laughs> a, a very... He's a creature. <laughs> yes, lactating Santa is a very funny joke I made for my podcast, but H O L E Y holy. Sorry. <laughs> okay, if you were go if you were going to have a relationship, a sexual relationship with the mascot of a holiday, it would have to be Santa Claus though, right? Yes. Wait, who's the mascot of uh Halloween, the Angel of Death? Jack Skellington maybe? Hmm. Aww. Some kind of pumpkin man. <laughs> yeah. Definitely anyway, which, yeah. whichever whichever one they are, you would be getting all like splinters and bone dust and stuff all over you. <laughs> yeah, that's bone true. dust is ready. <laughs> what? 
Whereas, if you fucked Santa Claus, like, he... If? He would, you mean when? Uh, if my Christmas list is answered. <laughs> Top of the Amazon wish list. <laughs> Hold on, that sounded like the spoken word intro to a song about you, that you would sing. Yeah. <laughs> about all, what you want for Christmas, which is yes. Santa Claus's hog. It's just uh, it's just exactly the same as all I want for Christmas is you, but then after that line, every time I say, comma, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you, Santa. No, you have to say, comma, you, <laughs> oh, okay. comma, Santa. No, I'm not going to do it again. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, yes, a leprechaun would vomit on you during sex. They're always trying to trick you, too, to, like, yeah. spend oh. a thousand years living that in a you know, you know that leprechaun would put a gold coin up your butt <laughs> yes. during sex, and you would not like it. He would not ask ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. Ugh, <laughs> that they're always hiding their gold in your butt. <laughs> Are they okay? We're you're getting into too many yeah, mystical I feel creature like you're fetishes. The question of whether or not Christmas is a horny holiday. I mean, no. St. No- Patrick's Day clearly is the horniest holiday now. No, no. no. Listen, <laughs> S- Halloween is the horniest. I think second horniest probably is Valentine's Day. Like yeah. it's the day everyone fucks, right? For sure. Mm. So. Third, I guess, would be... It's gotta be Christmas. No, I think it's... It, I, you could make the argument for St. Patrick's Day, because it is also a day when everyone fucks and then regrets it later. Yeah. It's gotta be Christmas is a really good name for a Christmas song. <laughs> that is good. Oh, I'm gonna man. write it down in case it is the name of a Christmas song, <laughs> so that we can put it at the end of the episode. I'm gonna, it's gonna be called, it's gotta be, and then in parentheses, Christmas. <laughs> uh, I want all of the lyrics to be about, like, this guy, like, or no, it, maybe it's a girl singing, and it's about a guy who's trying to ask her out, but he's asking her out on, like, a July 4th date, and she's like, no, I won't go out with you. So, it's, Christmas rapping? It's gotta then? be Christmas. <laughs> uh, yes. but good. <laughs> That is a good song. You are wrong. I mean, I like that song a lot, Louisa. I I have a lot of love in my heart for the waitress's Christmas rapping, mm-hmm. and yet you must admit it's a very bad song. Mm. Yeah, I do have to agree. Yes, with that. I, I think it. all Christmas songs are bad. Mm, no. I mean, some of them are pretty good. Okay, let's, well, there's the ones that we all love. They're not necessarily the good ones. I think the ones where if you change the lyrics and it would still be a good song, even if it's not about Christmas, that would qualify as being good, right? I think All I Want for Christmas is You is a pretty good song. Yeah, I like that Yeah, probably. I like Happy Santa a lot. I like Blue Christmas as like a weird croony Elvisy type wee, thing. Wee, wee. No, I don't like Blue Christmas. Yeah, yeah I, don't, don't, I think that's a bad song. I like it a lot. No, I think here's it's a bad. very good one. But it's, it's not so specific. Merry Christmas, baby, but it has to be the Otis Redding version and not the Bruce Springsteen version. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that Father Christmas by the Kinks could be about something else and it would still be good. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. It's also it's, the best kink song. It's also not that much about Christmas. It's mostly about beating up somebody for their money. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly about how there's uh, not enough social safety nets in the 1960s UK. 
1980s UK. Thatcher. This is a bit of an, uh, a stretch, a bit of a pull, but um, there's a good song called Sometimes You Have to Work on Christmas by Harvey Danger that I genuinely love and listen to all year round. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Fairy Tale of New York, also very good and very oh, depressing. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Pretty Although it's impossible like to one. sing along to. I can sing along to it. I do well, not say one of those words. <laughs> you're, you're an impossible man. <laughs> possible astronaut no doctor who just came back and you nobody can't. talked about it as their thing from online yeah. none of us watched it did we i did i watched oh. it did well. you like it uh yeah i thought that it had the vibe of like the chris eccleston season or maybe the first david tennant season but like with a good special effects budget um and that jodie whittaker was immediately instantly recognizable as the doctor which i did not necessarily expect uh, is it crazy that when you said with a good special effects budget, that made me less likely to want to yeah, watch it? Yeah, I felt the same thing. <laughs> oh, the design work is still awful. Um, it's like the the monster is still just a guy in Power Rangers armor, but uh, it doesn't hurt your eyes to look at. I guess hmm. I really am enjoying. I really enjoy when the special effects budget is such that most of the aliens or ghosts or whatever the fuck are like a mannequin wearing, like, with a gauze sheet over it, filmed through like a, a see-through wall or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's got a very Scooby-Doo Peppers ghost kind of vibe in general. <laughs> yep. All right, I didn't talk about either of the things I did online, but that's fine because we talked <laughs> a lot of. We talked a lot about fucking holidays, which is, of course, one of my favorite things to talk about. So, uh, can we make some kind of throwaway Arbor Day joke here or something about fucking Bill Murray on Groundhog Day and then move yeah, on? Yeah, I guess. Oh, man. I guess fucking Louisa. I have day. a pitch. Mm-hmm. I have a pitch for your next uh, secret erotica novel that I'm sure you already <laughs> write and self-publish on Amazon. Uh-huh. Horny, horny Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole where pitch. The, where the day restarts every time anyone climaxes. Yes. <laughs> ah! You ma- you made it instantly better. Uh, how many people in the world just discover? Yeah. It's oh, no. It's it's the. Day, it's the all right. The woman's a nymphomaniac, and it's the day she's planned an orgy. But she can't. She has to get through the whole day without coming once, or it will restart. <laughs> Is this spelled out to her like in Groundhog Day? He's not. Told no, her she has to figure it out over the course of ten thousand years, like in Groundhog Day or Edge of Tomorrow. Sounds yep. very depressing, actually. <laughs> Well, you skip all that stuff in a montage of Tom Cruise getting mowed down by robots over and over. <laughs> really, Louisa, you find something depressing about a nymphomaniac desperately trying to arrange an orgy but being thwarted by supernatural forces? <laughs> Is there also no. a snowstorm that's preventing uh, this day from ending like it does for uh, Groundhog Day? Probably. She's eventually trying to avoid an orgy. She keeps going and then like the day restarts right in the middle of it. <laughs> It's very easy to not have an orgasm, though, Jeff. <laughs> not for her. She's got a disease. Oh, God. Like okay, the... let's, let's get into these subreddits now, please. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna stop talking. Okay, I already know the one we're gonna do, so I'll... Matt, you go first, then I'll go second, then Louisa. Okay, 
this is going to be very funny because my Reddit I got was r slash fantasy. And not the sexy, horny kind of fantasy, but the Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy. Okay, not the ludicrous style. What's your fantasy? Is that ludicrous? I hate ludicrous, but I like that song. Ludicrous is great! Ludicrous's music is all good. Yes, that's true. I guess... Oh, sorry. When he was on uh, Special Victims Unit, he was amazing. He was uh, well, obviously Ice I never T's, watched that. But uh, nephew. <clears throat> but hold on, what was he? Ice T's nephew. Uh, okay, I was gonna say he's is he related to Finn somehow? Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> um, you can't have two rappers be on a TV show together and not have them play cousins or something if they're friends in real life. I just remember being blood boilingly furious at how many of Ludacris's music videos were just him with a big head. Okay. Uh, are you thinking of the Foo Fighters? No, that's a big hand, Jeff. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> Do you remember, like, there was a pop-up video one of Ludacris, uh, where the video they were popping up was yeah. Ludacris's video. Okay. And, the, and it was one of the ones that he did, and he did, like, four of them, where it was just him walking around, but he had a huge head. Everyone had a huge head. I don't remember uh, any of these. Everyone looked like a bobblehead. And there was a pop-up on the, that was like, Ludacris likes to make all of his videos have all the characters with a huge head. And I'm like, yeah! I fucking know! I'm watching it, and it's the worst! It's so I, stupid! So you're talking about, like, NBA Jam big head mode. I yes. was imagining, like, that weird fisheye lens that rap videos all had at yeah. the turn of the century. No, no. It was like... It was like a bobblehead people walking around. Okay, interesting. I'm unaware of this. Um, I, I may I, be uh, exaggerating it. It may only be one video, but it played a billion times. I think it's at least the video for Rollout, based on my quick Google image search of ludicrous big head. Okay, well, you're cheating <laughs> about looking things up on the internet, but that's fine. What was the <laughs> but, subreddit you got? Uh, I got r slash fantasy football. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Which is for so the game that people play, fantasy football, based on the game that other people play, American football. I often refer to fantasy football as just uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's exactly the same as Dungeons and Dragons, except about football. Yeah. And a lot of people get offended by that. And I think it might be because they don't know that I like Dungeons and Dragons. Also, it's I... like a really dumbed down Dungeons and Dragons where you don't have to create your character. They're already all created for you. Yes, that's true. So, And it's competitive um, in a way that Dungeons and Dragons isn't supposed to be. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I, I am offended at that because, uh, I know you like Dungeons and Dragons, and I know you're ambivalent about football, and I think that fantasy football is probably, uh, way more intricate in a way that is not interesting than Dungeons and Dragons is. Well, not interesting to you. L like, whenever anyone comes to me and they're like, hey, do you want to play, uh, one of the Star Wars tabletop games, I'm like, I get that you want to play this game, but I'm not interested in that at all. So Well, I you're like, not invited like when I run a Star any... Wars game next year. Isn't that the well, way any one human being interacts with any other one human being? I have this board game that I really like to play. Would you play it with me? No, <laughs> I know that you really like that board game, but I have my own board game that I really like, and I don't want to play yours. <laughs> I often forget how much you see human interaction as a zero-sum game. 
game, Louisa. <laughs> That's the way yeah. it works out, because everyone <laughs> wants to play some shitty game, Settlers of Catan, that nobody else wants to play. Arkham Horror. <laughs> uh, Settlers of Catan is a great game, and Arkham Horror is also a great game. And I agree, but I never want to play either of them. No, I think I, I enjoy Settlers more than I like uh, Arkham Horror, but like the mm. if, if someone suggested Settlers of Catan to me now, I'd be like, can we play Ticket to Ride? I've only played that once. Oh, I want to play more I Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride is a great game. No, I played Louisa, it too many times. If Louisa and I played Settlers of Catan, we would stop talking to each other. I genuinely <laughs> believe that to be true. Yeah. Uh, you know what's a good game? Clue. Everyone loves to play Clue. No, Matt doesn't because he <laughs> solves it too quickly. That's Nobody true. Nobody loves to play it. I do like to play it because I like to be good at things, but it is no longer very challenging to me. Uh, I definitely ruined one of my girlfriends' uh, Christmas when she got Harry Potter Clue, and we all sat down and played it, and I solved it in two rounds, and then we were like, well, I guess we can't play again. <laughs> so, you can sit that one out. <laughs> well, no one wants to, like, start over. <laughs> Once you're in Clue... The idea of doing it again is a miserable nightmare. <laughs> Separating out all the cars again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Remember when you were uh, a kid and you'd play it at school or whatever, and somebody would always fuck up the separating out of the cards because you're all yes. a bunch of dumb kids. But then and then you, you open the so envelope mad. at the end and yeah. it's like they were killed with the wrench in the rope. <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's why you could never win, although that was more challenging and probably taught you something about <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you guys uh, uh, hear that new Harry Potter thing that everyone's mad about? Uh, I saw that everyone was mad at J.K. Rowling again, but I'm always mad at her, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anything new. Uh, the trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts movie, which I think I've seen that trailer like four times now because I'm always at the cinema, uh, reveals that Nagini, the big snake that oh, Voldemort right. had, is oh, actually yes. an Asian woman and was transformed into a snake, I guess, by evil magic. What I don't yeah. understand, especially on top of everything else, is Nagini is actually a South Asian, maybe Hindi, I'm not sure of the language, but it is a word, and then this woman is just a different Asian woman. <laughs> like, she's supposed to be, I don't know, she's supposed to be Japanese or Korean? Or she's she's East Asian, the actress is Korean. Um, I would guess, so... based on the name Nagini, that she's supposed to be, like, Japanese, maybe? No, see, that's what I just said. <laughs> Nagini is a South Asian word for snake. For snake Yeah, yeah, monster. sure. So, she's not a South Asian woman, though, is what I'm saying. No, no, she's not. So it's just, like, mix and match, who cares about anything in that part of the world. Yeah, all, yep. all, all non-white people are the same, right? <laughs> I mean, when you're J.K. Rowling, yes. Ugh. Until also, they get a speaking role, they're all the same. And then once they get a speaking role, they have to be recast as a white person. But also, when I heard about this, and I don't know how much of this is why people are mad, and obviously you should be way more mad about the racist thing, but also, one of the things that was scariest about Voldemort was the idea that, like, he was so inhuman that the only thing he could love was this snake. <clears throat> and if she's actually a woman, then I don't even know. What? Yeah, they're just like, uh, I guess, actually, the snake was a lady, so he was regular horny, and it wasn't weird. <laughs> he definitely yeah. wasn't gay, so stop writing your fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, by, you know by the way... You know what? If it had been a man, I think I would be kind of on board with it. <laughs> yeah, because there is, like, there are a few villains in uh, recent... 
YA fiction that are gayer than Voldemort, who's, like, the <laughs> most flamboyant, like, I don't know, everything about the portrayal of the movies, I'm like, oh, he's angry because of the homophobia of the 1940s, and then also, like, he's crazy and evil, so it's like a classic Disney villain that's obviously coded as gay for some reason. Yeah, gay panic, etc. Louisa, what was your subreddit? My so we subreddit. Can let let me out of this hell. <laughs> is R slash movie details, which seems to be like little Easter eggs and stuff within the movie that people have noticed. Ding ding ding. I don't know. Because uh, is this just gonna be all us looking watching videos of movies we like? Uh, we're also going to be providing the audience with little bits of trivia from those movies. Yeah, this is a beneficial thing, actually. Okay, if you guys are both <laughs> on board, that's fine. I think that fantasy, we could also have a pretty good conversation, but I guess we've talked about fantasy a lot. <laughs> yes, even in this episode. <laughs> yes, sexual fantasy primarily, but other kinds as well. Well, also urban fantasy in the Harry Potter series, and mm. classic high fantasy in Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, does, does Harry Potter count as urban fantasy? Um, I think technically because it takes place in the modern day real world. I it, thought that was called would. modern fantasy. Is is there a difference? Is there a significant difference between modern fantasy and urban fantasy? I just realized I forgot to put "What's Your Fantasy" by Ludacris in the song suggestions. Yes, <laughs> that's def. That's a very good one, actually. Yeah. That was his first um, single I discovered listening to my yeah. thing from online last week. Punch up the jam. Great. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, movie details, fine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, there's one number 16 of all time. Oh, we have to go over the basics first. Sorry, yeah, my bad. just about to. <laughs> so, the header, it's just a red header. I think it's meant to look like, like a red carpet, perhaps? Because it has a texture to it. Mm, yeah. It says movie details in big gray letters, so that's nice. Uh, there's an old-fashioned, like, film reel movie camera to one side, silhouetted. And it, the, I guess the film reels, the center, are the eyes of the Reddit alien, and then it has the Reddit alien's antenna coming out of the top. Yeah, the Reddit alien has been monstrously transformed <laughs> yeah. into an old-timey reel-to-reel camera. No, he is a shapeshifter like the boy in his blob, where he eats <laughs> oh, jelly okay. beans and changes shapes. So he ate an eel-flavored jelly bean and became a film reel, obviously. Go on. Alright, uh, you really get the subtext of this board, I feel like, from the up and down arrows, because the up arrow is an old-fashioned film reel camera, and the down arrow is a DVD. Oh, well, that's really weird yeah, and obnoxious. This isn't. This isn't a. This board isn't about that. What? Yes, it's not supposed to be for movie snobs, but maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that there is an inherent value judgment as much as maybe they were just like we're gonna pick two icons that are like movie things. I feel right? like it is a judgment. To me, okay. it is maybe. Um, okay, so there are uh, 800,000 detail searchers and 3,000 users here now. Uh, I really I really am digging the fact that this... Oh, sorry, are you done? I was going to read the one-sentence description. This subreddit is dedicated to the obscure details and Easter eggs found in movies. I'm really digging the fact that this board... I feel like there's a lot of boards and podcasts and YouTube series and stuff out there of, like, catching bad things that are subtle in movies mm -hmm. but these are all like good like yeah this is very nice 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. The worst it gets is like a fun uh, a fun bad thing that they had to cover up. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Potter, I'm seeing just on the front page a recent one. Uh, it says, "In Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, everybody on Privet Drive owns exactly the same car," which I did Ooh. not notice seeing the movie, but that is a very charming detail because they are supposed yeah. to be all cookie cutter suburban people. Yep. Yeah, it's um. He hasn't made any like truly excellent, fantastic, amazing films, but uh, films. But I think uh, film director Chris Columbus is, you know, capable. <laughs> yeah, and we had a day celebrating him earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Was that last week? Who knows? Uh, I think it was any time from one to twelve hundred days ago. I'm extremely busy and have no sense of the passage of time. <laughs> I know that we all hate Christopher Columbus for obvious reasons. Which one? And both of them? Sure. No. Well, <laughs> both of them maybe, but definitely the one that was a like a racist genocider guy. Yeah. Yeah, and also he wrote Gremlins and the Goonies. <laughs> well, no, but here's what I'm saying. Everyone's all like arguing about whether or not we could either stop celebrating columbus day or change it to something else could we just make it a celebration of the director chris columbus you wouldn't have to update any calendars it'd be great can we celebrate movies and i'm not super into that uh you can can watch watch adventures in babysitting or harry potter you like that you like that dumb movie yes that dumb movie i do like the harry potter movies i know everyone's like uh, against them especially people who really like the books but you know what i'm fine with it they're all terrible the books are terrible too but i like them but they're bad i think i think i haven't i haven't watched the sixth seventh or eighth movies or the uh eddie redmayne one um but I think that of the ones I've seen, the only one that was truly, truly abysmally awful was Goblet of Fire. Yeah, Goblet of Fire was very terrible. The Eddie Redman one was also not great. <laughs> I love that you call him that. Yeah. Um, was that from uh, Flophouse? I don't know what it's from. No, it's, it's from uh, oh. Griffin McElroy calls him that. Okay, well, it's very good. It's very Why it's was... much better. Why was... Why was Chris Columbus a producer on The Witch? I don't know. <laughs> that seems weird. Once you've made enough movies, whether they were good or bad, you're rich enough that you just become a producer on everything. I wonder what his, like, passion project movie was. I bet it was Rent. He directed Rent. It seems weird given the rest of his discography. Filmography. Mm. Uh, we've done that thing where I am not listening to you guys. I'm looking at the very interesting things on this board. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, like, not interested in listening to Jeff read the IMDb credits of Chris Columbus, which is what's uh, happening. But he, I just no! found something relevant to this show. Oh, he's God. writing and directing the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and he's making a, a porno movie starring Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and frankenstein it's a real monster squad of a movie yep so apparently um garrett morris played a cameo in the uh first ant-man movie in 2015 hmm. and he was the first person ever to portray ant-man on screen uh in a saturday night live sketch which is yep. weird that is cute that <laughs> is very weird um i Saturday Night Live is terrible. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the top two on on here are both about Interstellar. I mm. think that that is a little bit unfair, but also 
Christopher Nolan does the craziest things for his movies, Mm -hmm. which is especially wild considering the best he gets is like, wow, that movie's pretty good. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie of his and been like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen, except maybe The Dark Knight. I think with with these two bits of trivia that we're seeing here, uh, I think it shows that some stuff he spends a lot of time on are things that you don't even notice, and maybe that's part of the yeah. problem. Yeah, he definitely, he's one of those people who fills the sh- the scenes with so much esoterica, and then, like, the performances aren't great, but he doesn't notice because he's worried about that other stuff for the listener the top two things are for interstellar that uh he planted 500 acres of corn because he didn't want to use cgi and then on the water planet in interstellar there's a ticking noise every 1.25 seconds and those are days passing on earth spoilers for interstellar by the way i guess i have no interest i have not seen it, I don't really care about it either, but if you did care, that would spoil what I assume is a big twist in that movie. Um, it's one of those, it, I guess it's a twist, I was surprised by it, but also they explicitly tell you when you go near, uh, too close to a black hole, time passes differently, and so, uh, it, it's gonna be weird when you go there, and then he goes there. But is it, is it the time on the water planet? that's passing quickly or is it the fact that he traveled faster than the speed of light like the traveling is the thing that oh, whatever i don't give a shit yeah the water planet orbits a black hole so you see them in that screenshot standing on what is the ocean floor because the planet is orbited by a miles and miles high wave uh-huh <laughs> that doesn't um, matter i mean yes that's fine but they're all like because it's orbiting a black hole and uh that is affecting the gravity is affecting how time passes on the planet making it pass faster i guess but my point is that the the theory of relativity the passage of time is affected more by the way that you're moving through space than by gravity Let's affecting you not talk about it yeah <laughs> That, yeah, the number stupid. three one on this board I really like. It's uh, the Truman Show. It says, the moon is briefly illuminated by the quote-unquote lightning, hinting that it's much closer than it should be. And this is Truman sitting on the beach, looking out at the ocean, and you do see lightning in the background, and it does light up that moon, which is actually very good. I never noticed this in the movie, but that really lets you know that it's a large prop. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh I also really like uh, tying into who we were talking about earlier. Number eight of all time shows what happens to Kevin's plane ticket in Home Alone. You see the dad throwing it away in like a very passing shot of them cleaning up a party. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has to be specially highlighted in this clip for you to really notice it. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's good, though. I like that they didn't like hammer it down your throat. Yeah, I enjoy uh, filmmaking of that style, where details like that are not spelled out for you, and you don't need to know them, but they are in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, number 11 of all time, this Wolverine Easter egg is in the opening credits of The Greatest Showman, and it shows, like, what are the corner caps of, like, an old-timey, uh, like, a what is it called? captions card or whatever from an old movie kind of thing with all the scroll work and stuff but if you zoom in on it it's very (laughs) clearly and obviously wolverine's whole arms and everything with claws 
Yeah, okay, it took okay. me it took me a while because I was not expecting it to be that explicit of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um so <laughs> if you were also I saw that movie and didn't notice it, so I was looking uh, at it and I was like, oh, those three slashes do kind of look like claws a little bit. Oh, wait, they're attached to hands. Oh, wait, they're attached to whole arms. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many of things on this board do you think were put here by the person who made the movie who was disappointed that oh, no one my made God. the thing that they did? <laughs> Can you imagine how frustrating that must be? <laughs> like, oh, I gotta create a throwaway Reddit account so I can go in and pretend that I'm I caught this detail. Yep, I like that. Uh, <laughs> number fourteen's pretty good. In Baby Driver, when Baby only has one of his headphones in, that's the only side of the soundtrack where you can hear the song playing. Oh, weird. I feel like it's cheating to do any of uh, what's his name's movies. Edgar Wright. Yes, there's also because <laughs> they're so dense. Sean of the Dead on here as well because yeah, he does love to put all those little background things in. Yeah, the reason he spends five years taking a movie, <laughs> making a movie, is because he has to like write all those things that he's gonna do. Yep. Uh, Sorry, I'm reading. Of course other you are. Things. It's yeah. hard to. Uh, it's hard to do these boards where there's actually interesting things to talk about. Uh, oh, there's an interesting one from another good filmmaker, Steven Spielberg, number 10 of all time. In Saving Private Ryan, it's the opening beach scene, and you see uh, a medic gets shot in the canteen, and water starts to pour out of it, and then as the water empties out, blood starts to pour out of it. Uh, and the character the character does not seem to notice that he's been shot also. Oh, no. Uh, there's a very good one, number 22 of all time, in The Avengers... Uh, it's showing a screen cap of somebody looking at uh, Loki in his jail cell on a video, and uh, in the bottom right corner there's a thermal in image of it, and it shows heat in the room, but he is a cold spot because he's a frost giant. Pretty good. It's pretty that good. Pretty I good. like that. <laughs> uh, I like number 16. I've seen this before. Um I think we might have even talked about it on the show before. There's a scene where Neo is grabbing a doorknob in the Matrix, and the scene is of Morpheus and Neo reflected in the doorknob, and they couldn't hide the camera, so they just dressed the camera up like the front of uh, Morpheus's coat. <laughs> I've seen this on Twitter. I do like this very much. <laughs> That's some good practical effects. Uh, yeah, we and it's talked so, about it's, this on the it, show before. It's like a half a second shot, so it's the perfect sort of, um, like, guerrilla filmmaking. Like, oh god, we're, we are gonna spend all of our budget on those hundred uh, cameras taking the picture of the, like, slow motion shot. So everything else we kind of have to fudge it. I, I believe that last time we talked about this, you called it gorilla again. And I made fun of you for saying gorilla instead of gorilla. And I'm gonna do it again right now. <laughs> I wanted to specify that it was not gorilla like the aminal. Yes, but when you say gorilla, it sounds like a porno remake of uh, King Kong. <laughs> yeah, sure. You got it. Uh, oh, I didn't notice this. In There's a couple from The Dark Knight because, again, Christopher Nolan is one of these weird filmmakers, too, that puts details in that you don't notice. Uh, the Dark... Uh, the In The Dark Knight, the it's number 18. In The Dark Knight, the Joker says he hates schemers and claims he's a man without a plan, and then later during the boat scene, you see him reading his monologue from his, from a notebook. Like, practicing it for Batman. Yep. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> I guess so, sure. 
I feel like it's tough to read any uh, depth into the Joker because it's all just a bunch of bullshit, right? Of course. But intentional bullshit. That's all you can really ask for. I guess. Yeah. Oh, is it too late to to change the name of our podcast to intentional bullshit? Yeah, there we go. Everything you're supposed to feel about the Joker in that movie, I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, he's an asshole. Okay. Like, yes. Like, was there supposed to be some more to this? I mean, I think the inspirational, not inspirational, I don't think anyone's taking inspiration from it. But <laughs> Jared I think, Leto, sure, man. <laughs> yeah. I think the, like, uh, invigorating part of it is the idea, is the way in which he is representative of, like, a person who has so completely lost their grip that they are dangerous in our modern world. Like... It's interesting because in most depiction, oh god, we're going to get into Batman again. In most <laughs> Batman comics and stuff, like the Joker in order to be a credible threat kind of has to have superpowers too a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's very weird to think that just an insane person could somehow fight against the richest man on earth uh in any realistic long-term way. But uh, the idea that the Joker's asset was his complete disregard for self and social norms uh, was very exciting in a time when we believed that social norms still existed before we basically elected that Joker to be the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like the the thing that's interesting about him is his motivation is completely unknowable, which is like... Uh, that's what that's why batman has trouble with him because batman figures people out and that's sort of like his thing in in that world that version of batman and joker's just like well i don't know i don't care about money and i don't really have any morals i i just want to make you mad (laughs) (laughs) yes he very much represents the modern right wing in america yes that's true okay (laughs) so number 27 of all time all right. The cover of the Princess Bride 20th Anniversary oh, Edition DVD this. can be read upside down as well as right side up. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Fucking, of course! That is not a detail. That's an intentional... That's obvious. And when you look at it, no one is like, mm, this looks like the normal way that you would write the Princess Bride. <laughs> Fucking, come on. But, <laughs> yeah. I think it's an amazing feat of uh, design work that you it actually can be read as the Princess Bride, and then it still makes the Princess Bride the other way up. Yeah, yes. But it would be like you being like, hmm. And you can see in this one scene from Gone with the Wind, he's carrying her up the stairs. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the scene. That's the point of the scene. I guess this is oh, there's definitely off, like the idea. Oh, do you think we'd be able to do this? And they actually could. I think that's the really stirring there. Yeah. There's definitely a subreddit uh, of dumb movie details where it's just like, in the movie Batman Begins, uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. got to be a subreddit. I'm like 100% sure. Yep. Um, anyway, this is called an ambigram, and I know about this because it is the cover and a major plot point in Angels and Demons, the Ooh. The first of those uh, Da Vinci Code series of novels by Dan Brown. 
Yeah, I mean, which for I all liked that, a lot in high school. For all that you were saying, this is impressive, Louisa, and it is. It's cool, mm-hmm. but also I feel like if you add enough frou frou shit onto any words, you can make it read anything upside down or right side up. I disagree. I think there would be a point where things would become too obscured to read them, and it's a very <laughs> fine line to uh, walk to do this. Someone did yeah. a great job. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. The one immediately below that I quite like, though. It's from the Watchmen movie, and the flag that they drape over the comedian's corpse has 51 stars on it because uh, they detail Vietnam becoming a state after it is being it is conquered by uh, Dr. Manhattan. Hmm. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Although it's a little weird that that would be part of the alternate history, but, like, they still wouldn't make Puerto Rico a state. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also it would be weird if it had 52 stars yeah. <laughs> like oh we didn't mention puerto rico but also that became a state just in this alternate world <laughs> anyway it's very weird that we did i mean listen not to get political but it's weird that we haven't made puerto rico a state already yes like and i Except guess what is it weird i mean it's racist mostly yeah and it's weird i guess what i'm saying is that I don't see any reason why that weirdness wouldn't persist in the world of Watchmen. Although I guess what yeah. you're what you're saying is that the racists who want, don't want Puerto Rico to become a state are probably the same racists who wouldn't want Vietnam to become a state. Yeah, yeah. it's got non-white people living there. Yeah, the ones who still insist it's a foreign country, even though it's not. It's basically like a wholly owned territory with no rights. Correct. Uh, anyway, we're getting political for like the fourth time in the past two Ooh, minutes. Yeah, Jesus we always Christ. say we're not going to get political, we're not going to go on too many tangents, and we're not going to talk about Batman. <laughs> We've done all of not, <laughs> not to get too political, but Batman should be president. <laughs> First thing, uh, we kill the Batman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's simple. You kill the Batman, gangsters laugh. Uh, I really like number 30 of all time. It shows how they shot everyone going up the stairs in The Exorcist, which in modern day you would just do with a Steadicam rig, but that hadn't been invented yet, so they had to design, like, having a guy on a weird swing that hung from the ceiling and could be moved by people. That's pretty good. It's interesting that in the shot they have to kind of down angle a little bit so that you don't accidentally see any of the, like, swing parts that are up on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's- that movie is- that movie is extremely well made, but, um, a little hard to watch because it's so old and dull and slow. (laughs) Yeah, the book is excellent, though. Oh, I didn't know it was based on a book. It is based on a book, and, I mean- I watched the movie after reading the book because I liked the book so much, and it was fun to watch it knowing the book, but I th- even then I was kind of bored. I really want to watch um, the new Netflix adaptation of The Haunting of Hill House, but I want to listen to the book first. Mm. Yeah, uh, yes, I've been meaning to watch that. I tried to watch that new Hulu series, uh, Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. Have you seen this? I haven't even heard of it, no. It's like, it's like basically, um, The Craft, but for modern teens, I guess. Like, it's a bunch of teenage girls who become witches and have Mm -hmm. real witch magic. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is impossible to watch. Maybe because I'm not a teenage girl, but these characters are insufferable from the beginning. I watched maybe 15 minutes of it, and I was like, nope, I'm not gonna watch this series. There's a, um... Charmed reboot on the CW right now. Yeah. Maybe give that a shot instead. 
I think I will, um, because I love the original Charmed, because it's so terrible and so hokey yeah. and great. Uh, <laughs> and I love that there's a person of color in this one, because that original one was so white and terrible. I think all three of the uh, main witches... I was going to say eponymous, but that's not right. I think all three of the main witches are uh, black this time. Really? I uh, thought... Also... I don't know. Okay, I've only I... seen posters for it in the subway. I haven't actually watched the show. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to be sisters again, I guess they'd have to be, unless one of them's adopted. But that would kind of defeat the whole bloodline thing. Anyway, not to get on one of my charmed rants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one of these classic charmed tangents. Yep. Uh, uh, the only time I ever actually had a question rejected from academic team... Uh, for being too specific and unknowable, which I didn't realize was a possibility with Academic Team, which is the nerdiest thing, was when I wrote a question about Charmed. <laughs> they were like, there's no way anyone else will know this. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I, I don't think television trivia should be allowed. <laughs> no, no, there's a category for television trivia. Oh, okay, but Charmed was too obscure of a television well, show. Well, my question about Charmed was too obscure a question, specifically. <laughs> Great. Yep. Oh, man, uh, I love... This board is gonna is gonna be one that I'm just gonna keep reading and reading <laughs> after the show I found one that really ends. bugs me. Uh, it says, In cars, the canyons are all old cars and hood ornaments. That is not a secret, because it's called Monument Valley, like it is in real life, and it's clearly meant to be that the cars are the monuments and the yeah. sort of ornaments and stuff. Like, that's not secret. Yes, this is the same thing that I was saying a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, I guess, something people didn't notice. People are dumb. Uh, oh, apparently Wait. Scar is the only lion in The Lion King whose claws mm -hmm. you can see throughout the entire film. I heard about that. When the movie came out, because they said that uh, lions that are under a lot of stress, like uh, not alpha male lions, uh, will keep their claws out all the time. So they wanted Scar to be like that. Oh, that's fun. Number 49 of all time. In Logan, Hugh Jackman induced extreme dehydration prior to filming scenes of Wolverine shirtless to lose water weight. He adds it's extremely dangerous and no one should try it. That's not... Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. not trivia. And, like... It's not like it was just for Wolverine. Male models do this all the fucking time. That's like the and main it, thing. And it even says that he did the same thing for Les Mis. So, I, like, I he just does what, it in every movie. I think yeah. that's what the poster was doing, like, very dryly calling him out in this headline. Because he says, it's extremely dangerous and no one should try it. He also used the same technique in a different movie. Yes. It's like calling him out. But also, I mean, this is like... I mean, again, that would be like being like, mm, Hugh Jackman lifted weights in order to get, to get muscles for this role. Like, yeah, fucking yes, everyone does. That's not, uh, that's not unusual. From what I can tell from this board, people are obsessed with Wolverine. Because <laughs> there's like five posts about different Wolverine things. Yes. Uh, Home Alone, for some reason. <laughs> and The Truman Show. <laughs> Why do I keep seeing posts about these three things? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. They're all very detailed movies. Is Home Alone a very detailed movie? Apparently. I, yeah, I guess. I didn't it's, know, but... It's <laughs> made by, I, I guess, Master of Cinema Secrets, Chris Columbus. <laughs> um, I really like uh, number 48 of all time. 
In Guardians of the Galaxy, when Peter Quill is arrested, uh, his the display shows that he has a translator implant in his neck, which um, he doesn't speak. Uh, he doesn't speak Interlac or whatever other made-up alien languages. He just speaks English, and it translates for him. So fine, but then why doesn't everyone have that? <laughs> I guess everyone does have that, except Groot. Yeah, give one to Groot. Or maybe Groot does have one, but it can't decipher anything beyond I am Groot. It's such a stupid premise. (laughs) There's nothing fucking stupider in the entire Marvel Universe than the fact that Groot has the ability to say enough words to say I and am and Groot, but somehow can't say anything else. It's fucking idiotic, and it makes me so furious. Yeah, there's... I, I was, like... That version of Groot was introduced in 2007 or 2008, and I was reading that comic, and he starts out being able to speak fully, and then eventually his speech becomes somewhat limited, where he mostly can only say, I am Groot, and then eventually he can only say, I am Groot, and it's like... 24 issues, which is two full years of comic books before a character explains why he can't just speak full words anymore. (laughs) See, I kind of don't mind that. Everything about the Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be the most ridiculous kind of thing. Well, and they're really just, honestly, it's just that they wanted to, like, have an analog to Chewbacca from Star Wars, because it's all very homage to a space opera-y thing, and I get that, but, like, the idea that everyone else can understand him, but he's still saying, I am Groot, is so dumb. It's just dumb. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we should stop doing this podcast now. This is a very interesting board, though, and you should visit it, because it's got a lot of oh, cool yeah. stuff on it. We'll find it's out what things make Matt this. enraged. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of things make me enraged. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. I do like a lot of this. I mean, a lot of this is is genuinely delightful to me as well. So, anyway. Uh, Well, thanks everyone for coming by and listening to our podcast. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for stopping by the old podcast ranch. Yep. (laughs) We rustled up a new mess of podcasts for you. Y'all come back now, you hear? (laughs) Don't forget to write! Um... But anyway, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate and review us on iTunes if you liked it. Also, please tell your friends about us so that we can continue to grow. Uh, We always love seeing new people talking about us on Twitter. Speaking of which, you can talk about us on Twitter by tweeting at us at SeeingReddit. (laughs) You got there. You can also uh, email us, SeeingReddit at gmail.com. You can find me on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm on Mastodon, mastodon.cloud slash at JK. And then you can uh, follow me on Instagram and Snapchat, JeffJK. And go to patreon.com slash JeffJK. Go to coolmemes.biz or funtimes.online or weaponizedlanguage.com, whatever you feel like typing into your uh, internet search bar to listen to more episodes of this show. Or try out Creepypodsta now that it's the Halloween season. It's the sexiest time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you it's an erotic podcast, so if you want to get extremely horny in time for Halloween, you should listen to (laughs) Creepy Pods.
Oh, that makes me think of somebody, like, looking at their calendar like, oh, fuck, I only have three days to get horny before Halloween. (laughs) Uh, Alright, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbert. You can find me on Mastodon uh, at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alrighty, thanks to everyone who's been tweeting about us. Uh, A lot of people tweeted at us disagreeing with things we've said lately. Mm, I don't like that. Which I guess is fine. Uh, we don't... Things we've said or things Matt has said? Uh, well, one of them is arguing with you and me, Jeff, about saying that Blitzball was actually a good part of Final Fantasy X, which is a lie. <laughs> oh, that's ludicrous. <laughs> yes. Of course it's not. Uh, so thanks to at Dusty Gulch for saying that, and we don't agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong, dumbass. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, that was too mean. Yeah, that you, you went a little too far. We still like you, but that your opinion. You stupid not. asshole. You're we like notice, you. I guess you're not on notice with me. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> I don't care. You're about. all interchangeable <laughs> to me. Uh, thanks to at Skirk Lee. Mm, thank you. Uh, thanks to at Gr Think. Thank thanks you. Thanks to uh, at the fake Evan. Thank you. Uh, who made the mistake of trying out the Dumpy Pumpkin pet name that we recommended <laughs> to, for his or her significant other, uh, and that's not a good idea. I'm <laughs> sorry that you're dumped now. Now you're you the Dumpy Pumpkin. dumped because of our show. Yep. Yep. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, thanks dumpy to Ash Sugar High Senpai for tweeting at us a picture of a bunch of Dumpy Pumpkins. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks to Sam I Am <laughs> for quoting a very funny thing Jeff said. Uh, what was it? I am I have no money and am very lazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true about me. I don't remember saying it, but I read it and was like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Thanks to at Barbecue Uncle for uh, calling everyone who didn't vote for my pick in the fantasy uh, casting poll uh, an idiot. They are correct because the fantasy casting poll, what is the best, what cookie is the best cookie? Uh, Louisa's pick one with chocolate chip. Yay! Is... And that's because I stacked the deck by putting up a picture of chocolate chip cookies. Yes, and it's wrong because the second place was my one, which is Snickerdoodles. Way better. I always uh, put my mm. cookies under a cake dome in my kitchen because it makes me feel like I'm living in a bakery. Mm, very <laughs> clever. You should get a big glass uh, counter, like with the display underneath <laughs> of the counter. Yeah, that, and that should just be the counter you have in your house. Right? Ooh, and you could put you could put a sandwich board on the sidewalk in front of your house that sell, <laughs> says "cookies for sale," and then when people come in, you murder them. Yeah. Okay. I would do that. Uh, yes. <laughs> if I was rich and could get away with it, yes. <laughs> Third place was Jeff's pick of Oreos, and last place was our wild card sugar cookies, because sugar cookies don't taste good, unless they're Louise's sugar cookies, which are the best. Well, thank you, but sugar cookies are essentially, like, dog biscuits for people. Yes! Mm. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing, and I don't understand, because who hasn't looked at a dog enjoying a biscuit and been like, if only for me? I thought you were going to say, who hasn't looked at a dog biscuit and been like, yum yum? <laughs> Because I mean, kind true. of. They're so yeah. salty, though. That's the problem. We've all I... tasted one while playing Truth or Dare. Oh yes, uh, I definitely ate some dog kibble out of a bowl for a Truth or Dare at one point, and it was good. <laughs> was it? Why were your so Truth salty. or Dares gross instead of sex based? Both. Also, I oh, think okay. I was in middle school. Yeah, when you're in middle school, it's just mostly gross stuff, right? And I... who you have a crush on? Like that's all it is. 
not anymore. Think, I don't even think we did crushes, and I don't think we were old enough for crushes. Everyone's crush was uh, Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, no, choice. Matt, you're projecting again. That was just you. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. I will, say, I will say our mom gave us uh, some Ooh. old like notebooks and stuff from when we were kids the other day, and I was flipping through one, and one of them said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Grow up, and I wrote Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> And was now, after <laughs> Usagi Yojimbo was the rabbit friend of the, but was yeah, he ever... he's a person. No, he's he just was not he ever a, human. a human being. Is what no, I'm he was from another dimension <laughs> where everyone was rabbits. Okay, so that really was an unattainable goal for you. Yes, I know that yeah. now. Okay. Until uh, until a series of complex surgeries. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, what's happening? Okay, well, thanks you all for thanks you all. Oh God, I'm yeah, dying. that's right. You got. It. I'm dying. Yep. So uh, thanks you all. Good thanks night. Thanks everyone for being here. Uh, please come back next time. But in the meantime, don't forget that now you're playing with power. So thanks you all. Be sure to bring your death certificate. <laughs> the rotten stench of 20,000 years. <laughs> no, it's the funk of 40,000 years, Jeff. I don't Get care. On, Jeff. This is all getting line. cut anyway. Lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor, and I wanna. You make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta know what's your fantasy. I wanna lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor, and I wanna. You make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta know what's your fantasy. Best line from any Michael Jackson song ever. <laughs> and, and the the problem is that that song's uh, bad. Uh, but that line is the best line from any Michael Jackson. No, that song's not bad. Bad is one where he fights people in like. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh snap! Damn. God it's damn, the same that the song's good. over. Okay, yeah, now that that's pretty good. Show. Now that has to be the post credits <laughs> thing or whatever. Yep. This is the Stopping. Easter egg for the uh, listener. Yes. Now. The Easter egg is that what I said was from Grin Grinning Ghosts, the end of the weird post monologue after the song. The Easter egg is the jade egg that the Easter Bunny puts up your butt <laughs> when you're having sex with it. As you seem a to holiday think sex. a lot of holiday mascots are going to put things up your butt without permission during sex. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's so specific. That's part of the cake. I don't know. I'm. I think I must be very vanilla because the only freaky thing I can think of during sex is somebody putting something <laughs> up your butt without telling you. <sighs> oh, Christ! <Okay>. Oh God! <laughs> we're the worst humans. Yep. No, we're just the worst podcasters. 